Welcome to Emotion Well, EFR's podcast about all things related to emotional wellness. I'm Johanna Dunlevy, the wellness manager for Employee and Family Resources, also known as EFR, and I'm the host of our podcast. As an FYI, EFR is located in Des Moines, Iowa, and we are Iowa's first employee assistance program and provide a variety of services you can learn more about at www.efr.org. I'm here with my colleague, Mary Doherty. She is the lead SAP or student assistance program counselor. Welcome to Emotion Well, Mary. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on this episode. So tell our listeners about yourself as much or as little information as you'd like to share. So I am the lead SAP counselor. Uh, As you said, I started with EFR as an intern. I originally had my background in education. And so I taught for four and a half years and was an administrator in a school and then switched gears. I wanted to do more outside the classroom. So I got my master's in social work through Baylor University and interned through EFR, then got hired on to be an SAP counselor. Um, But then landed my dream job a couple months later where I got to be the lead SAP counselor. And so I help all of our interns and with the programmatic pieces of the student assistance programming. Uh, Maybe I should explain what that is. Yeah. So for our listeners, I think a lot of our listeners are familiar with employee assistance programs and maybe less familiar with student assistance programs. So could you just give us an overview of what that is? Yes. So SAP or student assistance programming is very similar to EAP. Um, We partner with school districts and those school districts pay for all of the students and anyone who lives in their household to get up to so many free sessions per issue per year. Um, So we partner with multiple districts in the metro area, and some districts then even pay extra to have one of our counselors on site in the school providing those services. So just an extra little piece, but it is something we try to promote of, they usually, people usually know that the students get it, but it's anyone in their household, yeah. the district yeah, helps great. pay for that. And it's counseling services. So, you know, think about it. If you have our EAP, it's it's like an EAP, but for students, right? It's yep. for the student and their family members in the household. And I, I think, I don't know how long ago it was that Tina Leaf was on our podcast, but we were just talking about uh, accessing mental health services and counseling. And I just think it's such a great resource to tap into because it's challenging to find counseling appointments. And it can be really overwhelming as a parent to kind of navigate that, you know, what does my child need? Um, You know, what kind of therapy do they need? And I I just think if there's a resource available in the school or through the school district, that that should be your first place to look and uh, probably can get in with a counselor faster than if you were to go outside of that program. So uh, what did you teach? You said you were a teacher for four years. Yes, I did preschool, so the oh. very littles. Oh, my daughter's in kindergarten, so. And I went on a field trip a couple of weeks ago to a pumpkin patch with her class, and it was all the kindergartners. So there's a kindergarten class from uh, Perkins Elementary in Des Moines, and then one from a, a school in Ankeny, and so there are lots of little children. And yes. the whole time, I was just, like, in awe. Like, these teachers, they, first of all, they keep track of everyone. Like, how... 
that would be I would be so worried. Like, are they all? Did everyone who got off the bus get back on the bus? Um, but it was just like I, as my daughter has you know now started elementary school, I. I just, I have a lot of respect for teachers and I think they make a big difference. So thank you for your service to our little kids because that's a lot of work. So, uh, so let's talk about groups. We're going to be starting groups at EFR and it's very exciting. Uh, I will include information in our show notes about our groups when they become available, you can register for them, but, um, group therapy versus traditional therapy. So I think a lot of people, when they hear counseling or therapy, uh, maybe unfortunately they they picture themselves like on a couch with a therapist behind a desk, maybe smoking a pipe. I don't know from from. <laughs> years ago. I feel like that's how it's portrayed in the movies. Um, but when you know when I see my counselor, you know we're in her office. I'm in a chair. She's in a chair. We're talking to each other. How is group therapy different? So group therapy is similar. Um, so for group therapy, it's still that diagnosis piece. It's still your therapist saying you would benefit from having that extra support, okay. having additional people that are also going through the same thing. It's not this one-on-one -on -one piece. It's now, okay, we're in a group and we're all talking about grief. And now you're connected to five other people that have also lost a parent or who have also experienced something similar in a way. It won't be the exact same things, but it helps bring in that connection. It's not just me on an island all by myself doing this and feeling this, but now maybe I can gain tools and experience and thoughts from others going through something similar yeah. too. Yeah. So is group therapy synonymous with a support group? Like if you were to attend a grief support group, is that the same as a grief, grief support therapy session? I mean, I guess, am I getting too into the weeds here? No, so they, they are different. Mm -hmm. um, we've been having many conversations with this in the sense of there are therapeutic groups and their support groups. Okay. So that therapeutic group is... I'm seeing a therapist and they really recommend do group therapy. That would really be that extra level to help with you in meeting these goals. Okay. That support group is more, I can show up and come and go as yeah. I please. And it's just a way to get connected to other people. I gotcha. And in a group therapy setting, would there be a licensed mental health counselor or a licensed social worker facilitating the group? Yep. So we, I guess, are fortunate at EFR where all of our groups, therapeutic or support, will be led by someone who is licensed either in mental health fields or social work fields. Um, but typically, yes, that is led with specific goals in mind in that therapeutic okay. setting. Okay. Yeah, that helps because I've heard a lot about support groups and you know, when my dad passed away, people said, you should join a support group. And uh, it was just like one of those things where it's like, I understand I go to Al-Anon. And so for people who don't know what Al-Anon is, it's, it's kind of like the counterpart. It is the counterpart to AA. So if you have a loved one that has um, an alcohol issue, you can go to Al-Anon and find support. And so when I decided to start going to Al-Anon three and a half years ago, I found it tremendously helpful because like you said, like I was no longer on an island. I 
had kind of like this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was all alone. And there's a lot of other people that are living the same life as me. You know, they're, they're experiencing a lot of these same fears and frustrations and and heartbreak. And so that was helpful for me. Um, now my next question is in a group therapy session, is there crosstalk? Like, because in Al-Anon, we don't, in my group, we don't do crosstalk. So, you know, we just kind of go around and we share, but in a group therapy session, um, is it going to be like where the people are kind of, are they crosstalking? Are they commenting on other people's, um, stories and experiences, or is it more kind of like a one-by-one sharing and the, the therapist is kind of bringing it all together? Um, combo piece. Okay. Uh, um, some of our groups, like we're going through and we're planning. So um, one of the groups, our counselor has been planning and putting an outline and there's combo pieces of that to be able to create that community piece. And we are engaging with each other, but also giving the spotlight to the individuals so they don't feel like this is a group and I'm just one of now 10 people in here, but I am part of this group. I am seeing there are, it's kind of that mixed piece. Yeah. And it sounds like people would never start in a group therapy. They would start with an individual therapist. And then the recommendation would be perhaps to continue with their therapist in one-on-one sessions and have this supplemental piece where they're, you know, with others who are experiencing grief, uh, loss. Um, And we'll go through some of the different group offerings that we're going to be having. Uh, So it sounds like it's a great supplement or add-on to an individual's uh, own plan with their therapist. Yes. Right. So as we were talking earlier this week at work, it sounds like you have different populations that you're going to be offering group therapy to. So let's start with uh, LGBTQ plus and what is offered for individuals in that community? So we have a great staff here um, at EFR and we just looked at the different talents and what people had a heartstring for. Um, And I know Ashley has been on the podcast before to speak about LGBTQ. um, And she's also done a couple of different seminars and things through PFR. And this is her passion. Like she loves meeting with people. And so she loved the idea of having a support group. And so having a space um, right now, like We've got two different ideas in mind, one where we have a specific group for youth who are identifying the LGBTQ plus community, and then another group eventually for families and parents of kids that identify in the LGBTQ plus community. And so we're trying to target different areas, um, but creating that space where I know I can come in, it's not required that I come all the time and Mm -hmm. I don't have that certain piece like the therapeutic groups I could come once a month and show up and I know that that spot is there for me and I can join in on that group and be welcomed and share yeah that's great and Ashley is such a great resource we're so lucky to have her and if you're listening and have not listened to the episode with Ashley uh, I believe it was our July 2022 episode. So it wasn't too long ago. What about 
the IEP. Tell our listeners what an IEP is and how we're planning to support individuals in that community. So an IEP is an individualized education plan. Uh, again, our amazing staff, we have uh, Amanda, who is a former school psych. And so she has worked with um, the AEA and education plans, families working through IEPs. So she knows them in and out. And so we have two groups in mind. Uh, one is for parents of kids with IEPs and the diagnosis and how to read through an IEP. How do we go to an IEP meeting prepared? What questions should we be asking? How can we use each other to collaborate in that piece and providing some of that education around um, IEPs and just the advocacy part for parents as well. Um, and then we're also going to have um, a group that offers for siblings of kids okay. with IEPs. And so how do we navigate that as a sibling? How do we navigate that there are extra pieces that maybe my brother, sister, sibling has in place? Maybe parents' energy and time is spent more on those IEP kids and having those meetings because they are long and extensive and they happen every so often. And so just providing that extra support of how do we then as a sibling navigate that yeah. piece? Yeah. Student athletes, tell us about that one. Yes, we have some people that have been chomping at the bit to get a group like this going. Um, and so, is one of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's and also Steve been has, on the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Steve has also just gotten a whole bunch of interns and others super excited about it. Um, just finding that balance, knowing that student athletes have a lot on their plate. Uh, there's a lot as far as the sports side and athletic side of things that are expected in addition to the school side and the academic piece of what needs to be kept up in those so, yes, we're excited to have just a space for student athletes to come together and let's talk through issues. Let's talk through what's been going on and how, I mean, it could be super exciting to have connections of now we go to a track meet and I saw someone that was in a group with me. And yeah. so having those other connections. Yeah. And they're not from the same school. They're not competing on the same. Yeah. yeah that's really cool. And then grief. That was the other one that you had mentioned. Yes, just creating a space for people to feel connected. It isn't that island feeling piece, but we want to just offer this up. Um, right now, we're looking at more of that adult age range mm -hmm. of just various grief. What can that look like to then support for each other? Yeah, I also think that when people hear the word grief, they assume it's related to death, but you can grieve a lot of things, you know, relationships yeah. ending. Um, I know a lot of people that grieve, you know, the end of a career or, you know, just a big career change. And so uh, I'm recording this podcast next week, but I think it will probably be out before yours. And I am having Buffy Peters from Hamilton's funeral home talking about their grief academy. And 
just the stages of grief. And I, I think one misconception that I have, and I'm going to talk to Buffy about this, is that, you know, there's the, what the five stages of grief. And foolishly, I thought, well, once you get to stage five, like you've, the, the process is over, but it, it's just, it can go back. Like you can make it to stage five and then you might find yourself at two or three, you know, and so I'm really excited to have that conversation. And like I said, we haven't recorded it yet, but it will be uh, available for our listeners to check out by the time this podcast is available. Is there anything else you want us to know about our groups that we're offering? Where are they going to be offered? We know that they're going to be in West Des Moines. Yes, we are expanding our offices in West Des Moines. So for anyone who has been in our office in West Des Moines at 1001 Office Park Road, um, kind of by Sam's Club, we have snatched the space across the hall. Uh, They're in construction as we speak, and it is beautiful. We are so excited. I'm sure the construction workers are irritated that we all keep popping in, wanting to see how <laughs> things are going, but... And are we also doing some yoga and meditation classes? Yes. So uh, this is kind of what sparked a lot of this. I got trained in kids yoga and trauma sensitive yoga. And I was like, let's go. How do we mash my two loves of therapy and yoga? And let's make this a thing. So yes, we will be doing kids yoga, chair yoga, meditation, and then eventually trauma sensitive yoga as well. What is trauma-sensitive yoga? Trauma-sensitive yoga is very similar to typical yoga, what one would stereotypically think of yoga, Um, but instead it's being mindful of specific postures. So avoiding certain postures that might cause triggers, avoiding certain words that can cause triggers in the moment. Mm -hmm. So it's just being aware of what we're doing, what we're saying intentionally to try and take that barrier of those triggers out and allow someone who has experienced trauma to still get the benefits of yoga. Yeah, that's great. And I don't feel like that's something that's widely available. So to be able to offer that service, because there are a lot of people that have experienced trauma and I think you don't always know what's going to trigger you, right? Mm -hmm. And so you may be thinking, I'm going to go a yoga session and I'm going to leave feeling really good and relaxed. And then you might have a very different experience. I know that I did a guided relaxation once. And I think it was Ashley Morgan, one of our counselors who had said to me afterwards, like, you have to remember that guided relaxations can be really hard for some people. And I just, it was such a great moment for me to go, Oh, like, because, I, because they're not hard for me. I wouldn't have known that. And so I just, I love when we can share with each other kind of little tips and tricks and, you know, we can actually offer these things to the community and these will be open to the community, correct? That you don't have to be part of EFR's SAP or EAP. These will be open to the community. Yep. These will be completely open and showing up when you can. We're going to gauge how well they do to see maybe we add in like a weekend class every now and then, or just to kind of gauge participation. And we know there's a need, but how does that then play out? Yeah. And I don't mean to start planning for you, but workshops, I mean, there, I feel like the possibilities are endless, you know, Um, as you grow these groups and you get more people involved and the groups evolve, I think you can, you know, find that there's probably a lot of different ways that we can continue offering things, um, groups, classes, maybe workshops, who knows? 
Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time today. It was a great uh, way for our listeners to learn a little bit more about EFR. I think uh, a lot of our listeners have our EAP benefits, which if you do, don't forget to reach out to us. You can visit EFR.org, go to the Stay Connected menu, check out other podcast episodes, our blog, our webinars. You can also go to our website and find out information about EAP benefits, SAP benefits, and you can always call 800-327-4692 if you have questions or want to use your EAP benefit. But thank you so much, Mary, for your time today. And I'm really excited to get these groups started. Thanks for having me. I'm excited too. Thanks for listening to Emotion Well. Please subscribe to us and don't forget to rate us. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Emotion Well is hosted by Johanna Dunlavy and produced by Emily Wonkum.